This is Ben Bukley reporting from the show floor of Drink Tech 2013. I'm at DSM stand and I'm delighted to be joined by um, Sylvie Van Zandijk, um, who's um, a DSM brewmaster for North America. Um, hi there, Sylvie. Hello. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, sometimes it's it's not necessarily um, you know important to, to be launching new products all the time, but perhaps to be kind of looking at a, a new point of difference in a, in a product that might have been around for, for a couple of years and that um, people weren't perhaps so aware of. And um, that's certainly the case with um, Brewers Clarex from, from CSM. Um, and Sylvie, we've, we've talked about it in, in some depth over the past 20 minutes or so, but perhaps you could just explain um, you know, to the readers, to the listeners, um, why using um, Brewers Clarex can, can bring them an additional point of difference in terms of gluten-free claims in North America. Yeah, absolutely. So Brewers Clarex has, is um, an enzyme that's uh, being used uh, widely um, all over the world for beer stabilization. It breaks down very specific protein that contain a lot of proline. And so um, those proteins are not able to create uh, haze, uh, chill haze, so that's why the beer stays um, clear with time. Okay. Now, the mechanism of action uh, actually means that the proteins that are being broken down and so are not able to produce um, haze, well, those proteins are actually gluten proteins. So there was there's a whole other application that we always kind of knew about but never considered as a, a, a potential market. And so recent, in recent years, especially in the U.S., there's been a, 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 a such a huge demand for gluten-free products um, that uh, we started uh, talking more openly about uh, the other application for the enzyme, which is uh, uh, to degrade gluten. So the same way that it degrades uh, proteins that uh, create haze, um, the enzyme targets uh, pro the amino acid proline, which is present in the toxic part of the gluten. And so the enzyme breaks down those uh, uh, proline, and therefore the gluten uh, is uh, broken down into small fragments that are not... Um, that are not uh, reactive with uh, the, the T cells in the human body, which, which are uh, causing um, uh, a reaction in people that are sensitive to gluten. So, in summary, you, you can add the enzyme to any beer made with barley or even with wheat, um, according um, the you know, uh, if you have the right dosage of the enzyme, then all the toxic uh, gluten, so all the toxic epitopes will be broken down and you'll end up with a virtually gluten-free beer. So if you measure then the gluten level, you're not going to, you're going to be under um, detectable levels of gluten. So you have virtually gluten-free beer. That tastes like just a normal beer. Yes. Yeah. No, it's interesting stuff, and I think it's you know it's interesting as well how you know gluten free has gone from from being um, a bit of a niche to, to a main, mainstream in, in many many established markets. Um, we were talking also about you know the um, the FDA's um, establishment of you know the, the twenty parts per million limit um, you know to, to make a gluten free claim with beer. Um, but as I understand it at the moment, um, Silver, you can't um, label a barley-made um, beer as gluten-free. But, I mean, you guys are hoping this is going to change. Yes, we are. Um, already we, we were waiting for the FDA to come up with a definition of what a gluten-free food was. 
and by aligning their uh, definition to the the rest of the most of the rest of the world and especially the definition of the Codex Alimentarius to the 20 ppm then now we are um, looking to see what the response of the TTB is which is a trade and tobacco bureau which regulates the labeling of um, gluten-free beers made with barley so um, you know we'll see if they followed what the FDA has come up with or uh, that's something that uh, we are eager to <laughs> to find out because obviously that would open then that would be fantastic for the brewers they're going to be able to label their beer gluten-free and it's going to be fantastic for the consumers because then they will have access to a product that they didn't have access to before because gluten-free beers are typically made with different grains mm-hmm. uh, such as sorghum, corn, rice, millet and they don't uh, taste or they have a different flavor profile than a traditional beer so it would benefit everybody okay. and just to wrap things up you know finally we, we talked a little about the um, you know putting to one side you know the fact that you can't make the claim just at the moment I believe you've, you've worked with a, a beer brand called Emission um, in the States to I think you know get a product onto market or close to market yeah so Emission um, is actually uh, um, labeled uh, gluten free only in the state of Oregon and the rest of the United States, uh, they have a different label. So they don't have the gluten-free label on it, but uh, because of the way they market their product, um, there's actually, um, just by word of mouth and, and uh, the Internet and, and clever communication, most people are aware that the beer is gluten-free. There's a lot of transparency. They, the consumer have access to uh, the lab results showing the levels of gluten in the beer, etc. So they can make a decision for themselves whether they want to drink the beer or not. So although the beer is not labeled gluten-free, they are still managing to get the word across. So that's, that's fantastic. Okay. Glad to hear it. Thanks for those insights. It's Ben Buchley reporting.